Once again, this is Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Just want to introduce you guys to um, how to be successful at the Barber College, how to choose a Barber College. Check it out, Crown Cuts Academy Live. Once again, getting it. Red and Love, the Johnson City way. Red and Love, the JC way. Let's get it. Welcome to another episode of Barber College Success, presented to you by Crown Cuts Academy. I am Craig Charles, owner and instructor. And on our set today, we have an instructor in training to my right, Mr. Ryan. I'm going to give him like one of those WWE introductions. <laughs> Mr. Ryan Ray Cole Connor. <laughs> <sighs> 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 ah, and to his right. <laughs> Thank you, Lathan. <laughs> And to my to his right, <clears throat> one of our students, one of the best at the game of what we're going to talk about today, Mr. Ryan White, the current student. Okay, gunshots fired. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. <clears throat> today, we're going to talk about consultation, the most important part of a haircut. But before I do that, I'll let these guys introduce themselves, and we'll go from there and... We'll jump into this thing like a, hey, jumping from the top rope. Right, Ray? That's right. That's right. Uh, again, my name is Ray. Uh, blessed to be here. Uh, learning from Mr. Craig Charles to be a not only a excellent barber, but an excellent barber instructor. Um, yes, sir. Over at the academy with him. And like, like you said, here with Ryan, who is one of the students. And as he said, is one of the best in the game when it comes to consultations. So, uh, but yeah, I'm blessed to be here. Thank you. All right, I'm Ryan White. As he said, I'm a student at Crown Cuts Academy, um, and I'm a teacher and baseball coach at Elizabethan High School, um, doing both. So talking about consultation today. Um, I always thought consultation, even before I started teaching, when I started teaching, I got so much more information. I got so much more better as a barber, but teaching has put me in a different scope to understand that everything really matters. And I didn't realize how great I was at consultation because some of the same things I teach my students and I see Ryan do, I've, I've been doing them for a long time, just getting the common ground, just talking to your clients, getting them on a level vibe, ready to just express themselves to you. Um, so this show is going to be really important for not just barber students, but anyone in the industry who was kind of at a rut and and not figuring out why the tips are not where they need to be, why the salary is not going up, or why they're getting burnt out. The reason why is because you're not having a great consultation. That's it. Boom, there it is. So we're going to talk about this, and, and eventually, sometime throughout the day, we're going to have a role play. Um, Ray, I'll let you start. What, 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 what do you think about consultation when you hear about that? And I know Ryan is kind of, New at this, new as instructing, and but I know he has a lot to offer. What do you think, Ryan? I mean, Ray. I'm sorry, Ray all Ryan sounds so similar. All good, all good. <coughs> um, actually, I I feel with the consultation, it's essentially like your icebreaker. You know, um, you have your clients coming in, and one, I think ultimately the first thing you want to do in your consultation is even going to greet them. You know, greet them at the door. Hey, how you doing? You know, and start start breaking the ice then. I think a lot of people forget about that and maybe become complacent in the industry, essentially because they're so 
they don't think about it. But I think that's something that's always that's very important. And, you know, I've seen you do it. I've seen other people do it. But I've seen a lot of people that really just kind of want the client to come to them as opposed to them going to the client and actually giving that first icebreaker right there. And the consultation is is so simple, but people screw it up all the time. Some people just don't even do it. It's as simple as a warm welcome. Hey, how are you? My name is Craig. And that's it. And then you go from there. Introduce yourself and start the projection of what you're going to do. Um, Ryan, go ahead. Um, I, I think a consultation starts <coughs> without trying to be... Without the sounding cheesy, I think a consultation starts with what's in your heart. And the reason <laughs> I say that is because the best consultation comes from you having genuine care, concern for the person that's sitting in your chair. Mm-hmm. And you can still fake it till you make it. You can still, you know, do a, do an okay job with it. But it's like a wet napkin. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. It's like a wet napkin. Eventually. You can't fake that. Absolutely. So, I mean, I ultimately look at it as a way, like, in this industry, we have opportunity to make a difference in somebody's day. Yes. We got a difference uh, we can make in their week, their month, whatever. So A year, a lifetime. Yeah. So it really starts with you having a genuine care and concern for the person that's in your chair. I think the consultation is so important, especially if you have a new client. You can have that client for the next... 10, 15, 20 years, and then get their kids, get their grandkids, and go down the line. That's how important I think a consultation is. A consultation is so valuable, you can have kids, 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 three generations of people coming to you from one consultation. I mean, I can't can't express myself to you guys how many clients that I've gotten over the years, just a simple, hey, how you doing? My name is Craig. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I I mean, I agree with that. Uh, I think also when you do that and it's like, like you said, you know, you greet them. Hey, my name is Charles or, you know, my name is Ray or my name is Ryan. You know what I'm saying? You, you give them kind of like a, a level of comfort, you know, just that simple gesture can show that like, as Ryan said, you know, that you genuinely care and, you know, you can establish a client for life just by showing them that, you know what I'm saying? Just by letting them essentially feel like what's in your heart and, you know, they know that they're going to be taken care of. I mean, by far. I mean, I can't, I can't think about how many students I say, Hey, what's their name? Did you say hello to them? Did you walk them to the door? All those things I think is, are essential to a great consultation, getting the feel. People can really tell, like you said, Ryan, how genuine you are, mm-hmm. how honest you are, how truthful you are, even to the point down, hey, this guy might be trying to get me out the assembly line, put me on the assembly line, just get me out of his chair. Hey, I got to go. You can't, the consultation, it's not about you. You know, uh, you know, and you, you're right about that. Uh, I think back, like, when I was living in North Carolina, <clears throat> I was living in Jacksonville, you know, the barber, you were never getting consultation. Honestly, it was it was kind of like assembly line Barbershops, you know, you come in, you get a haircut and you out uh, just because uh, the barbers knew and the expectation was, you know, there were people that's coming here every week to get their haircuts. So they didn't care about your name. They didn't care about you. They cared about, you know, saying the 12, 15 dollars that you were going to pay them. So I think like that's one of the things that you see and you kind of like almost 
pity it or pity the person like, man, that's, you know, so they're not going to have good longevity and they're going to burn out real fast because they're not making those connections. You know, they're just looking at people as assembly line clientele and not going to be successful. You are so right. Cause what ends up, what ends up happening is that a lot of barbers, they start counting the two or three clients who's sitting there waiting or the appointments they have come in or the walk-ins and thinking that, Oh, the more money I will make is by shooting this person out this chair pushing them out, getting to the next client and the next That's That is so false. That's almost like a, I don't know what to say. And I kind of get upset sometimes. It just drives me crazy when people don't take their time and spread love to J.C. way, right? And, and honestly, I mean, if you can figure <laughs> out what's going on in their world, what's going on in their life, what is their lifestyle, it helps me do a better haircut. By far. Because if I know how you identify what your occupation is, what your hobbies are, what kind of what kind of um things you do outside of work. That helps me know what kind of haircut, what kind of look I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. You know, um whether you're a businessman, you sell insurance, you work with the public, you work from home, you work for whatever you do. That general care. Absolutely. And yes. there's a certain look that they may be trying to achieve based on the lifestyle that they live. And if you know more about that lifestyle, then you can provide them with the service they're looking for more. I can't even con I can't even continue to think about how many people that I've asked over the years since I've opened the school have you had a proper consultation? And and more often not a lot of them would be like, Man, my barber never talked to me like this. What's going on? And it's almost become the ex the expected not to build a relation or build a rapport of your client. Why would you not want to know what this person here is doing? Why would you not want to know what kind of shampoo to offer this person? Why would you not want to know what kind of product, what kind of pomade, what kind of anything particular to help that person look their best? Because we all know when we wake up in the morning, we want to look our best. And if we don't look our best, that gives us some type of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had a guy the other day actually tip me $20 before I ever turned my clippers on. Right. And I, I was trying to make him keep the money. I was like, I haven't started yet, you know. And he was like, no, you're the first person that has that I've sat down with mm -hmm. that asked me about my hair, asked me about every little detail, made sure that, that, I, that you knew what I wanted. And he said... Here's twenty dollars, and he threw it up on the stand like he wouldn't let me take hey, it back. That's love. I said, "Why don't you? Why don't you let me see if this haircut's any good?" He said, "I know it's going to be good. That's love because I've because you've made me feel confident. So because you're like that was one of a kind experience, right? Whenever you have one of a kind experience, that's something you remember. If you see a shark with five legs, you're gonna remember that. Yeah, it's yeah. one of a kind. So if you get a consultation of one of a kind, yeah, it, it, more likely your tip is gonna go up. Yeah, you know, and that's like the uh, the stats that you had gave us a while back, you know, saying that 50% of return customers is based, they come from the relationship that you build with them. And you said 50% was from the relationship you built, 40% is from the barbershop experience, 10% is from the haircut. So, you know, if you are establishing this, you're going to have success and longevity in this business. You know, you're not going to be, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. And I think that's something that everybody needs to remember is the consultation is literally like the one of the most important aspects. You know, so it is that icebreaker. And just like Ryan said, the gentleman was extremely comfortable and tipped him 20 bucks before he even started to cut. 
Well, you know, how many people can say that even about, you know, after a haircut that they've done because they don't establish those relationships, you know, with their clients. The illustration is so underrated. I wish you could just repeat that again because I sent it out there and I don't think, but I think out of the whole school, about two people mentioned it to me that they even noticed the, the illustration. And I was like, and I was waiting for someone to come to me and just talk about it because I was, I was so excited of sending that illustration. I was like, man, this is something important. Even though you say it all the time, I think when people see illustrations, it kind of it, it kind of stays with them a little longer. Right. Repeat yeah. that, Ray. What's the illustration yeah. about? So the illustration that we you know, we all got was about barbershop business, and it said that fifty percent of clientele is they're there for the relationship that you've built with them. Forty percent is they are returning customers because of the barbershop experience. Ten percent comes from the haircut itself. So the small fraction is based off of the haircut itself. The fifty percent comes from the relationship that you build with your clientele. And honestly, like we've talked to the students and I've said like, yo, I want my experience to be all love when somebody comes in. That's the type of experience I had as a kid with my barber. You know what I'm saying? That's when I talk to Craig, it's it's all love. It's not, you know, I'm instruct I'm lead instructor or owner, or whatever, you're junior instructor, or whatever case may be, or a client. It's all love. And when you have that experience, you you will go there. You want to stay there. You want to be there. So remember that. You know what I'm saying? When you out there and you like, man, how can I be successful? 50% comes from the relationship you built with the clientele. 40% comes from the barbershop experience. 10% is the haircut itself. Ryan, um, I know we talked about that illustration. And I was so happy just to have the conversation with you because you were like the first one to be like, yeah, I saw the illustration. And I was like, man, yes, because I was just so happy. I'm just so just wrapped around this field. Like whenever I get an opportunity to talk about some type of illustration, some type of stat, it just takes me to like another level. You remember that day, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. And and when I hear you talk about that and when I hear Ray talk about that, I would say, what is the, if somebody was asking me how, how you go about doing this, I would say, what is in your control? You know, you can't control technically if they're going to like the haircut. You can you can do everything with certain hair textures, and sometimes it may not just be perfect. You might mess up on a haircut. Right. But the one thing you can control is your ability to have a consultation, a conversation with them. So if I asked you, Craig, like, hey, what do you do well? You would say, well, I fade well. I, I can do a taper well. I can do – and you would start naming the things that you do mm-hmm. well. And if I said, well, Craig, what if I took that away from you? What can you do? What else can you do? Right. <laughs> if I take away what most barbers do best, what do you have left? And this, this. And Can you do this? And that's why I feel is just the most essential, the most important part. Um, so, Julia, thanks for joining us. Um, have you ever had a? Can you remember the best consultation you've had from your? Hairdresser or hairstylist? Yeah, it's actually been from the most recent hairdresser I've used that I've stuck with the last couple of years. It's funny because before I had even heard about that, it didn't dawn on me what a consultation was and how important it was. And then thinking back, my latest hairdresser that I've stuck with all this time, she's actually taken the time to figure out what my hair type was and what I'm looking for when I come in and kind of train me. And through the process, she'll show me what to do to keep the style that I'm looking for. So. Now that you've talked about that, it's really resonated with me. Yeah, that's that's essential. Um, <clears throat> I know I, I hate giving students labels and titles because some students take it personal and they feel like, man, 
I could never get there. But the reason I kind of give students labels and talents is so you can have someone to kind of reference to, someone to kind of shoot for and say, ask a question to, because I know I can't answer all the questions. So if I have another student who can answer questions for me, that helps. Because we learn from so many different varieties of ways. So when I say Ryan is like the best person I've ever seen done a consultation, I mean, Ryan, that's just that's just straight truth. I appreciate it. From that. even in the industry and even like all the students who I've pushed out there who have graduated, students who are in the school right now, I try to show them, hey, take your time. It's not, it's not a rush. It's not a just take your time and get to know someone. Get to know, hey, when was the last time you get you got a haircut? What what do you like about your look that you want to achieve? Little questions like that, people might seem like, man, why am I doing that? But those things go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And like what I hear a lot of times where I think, I don't know, I think it's all in the questions that you ask and the way that you ask them and the opportunity that you have to listen um, to what they have to say. Like, I don't love the question, what are we doing today? Right. Because it puts a high expectation, first off, on the client. Mm -hmm. What they're more than likely going to tell you is something they've already had before. They don't even know anything else is out there. Right, because you're an expert. Because it's all that it's all that they know. Yep. So now you're you're putting that on them first off, and you don't really gain a whole lot of knowledge from them telling you what they've already had. Mm-hmm. You as a barber can look at their head and tell about what haircut they had last time. Yes. Like you could see if it was a fade or a taper or whatever it was, right? Comb over. Yeah, you can almost yeah, you can just tell them. unless it's been a, a <clears throat> unless some of these quarantine cuts, you know. Yeah. I mean, besides those mm. 99% of the time, you already know the answer to that question. During quarantine, even my head grew out. <laughs> <laughs> so so two questions that I like to ask, um, especially if you don't have a, as a ton of time in your consultation or you feel like those two or three people mm-hmm. are sitting over there for you, I ask, what is important to you about your hair? Yep. You're going to hear what they're insecure about. You're going to hear what part of the haircut is most important to them about um, what they value most. Yes. You're going to be able to tell what haircut to do. Um, and the second thing I like to ask, which I think everybody's scared to ask, and this is a separator to me, what do you not like about your hair? Right. What do you not like about your hair? That's great because a lot of people have insecurities. And it's in the hair, whether the hair goes one way or whether the hair goes another way. And a lot of times people try to, I hope no one out there takes this personal, but a lot of times people try to hide their forehead. And you want to give someone a cut that's going to suit them, that's going to give them confidence, going to make them look good, no matter how you style, however you cut it. And it's important to go in there and understand that person. Yeah, and the thing is too, when you when you ask those two questions, here's what I feel like. I feel like they have a problem. Mm-hmm. They're telling you about that problem, and but you as the expert, you have a solution. Yes. If you can solve a problem that they have, then you got a client for life. And you know, if that's just one person, that's your water bill for the for the every month for the rest of your life. Mm. You know? Um how or however you want to look at it. So you are a problem solver. And when you ask those two questions, you get to the root of what what's important to them and what problem they're trying to solve. Problem solving therapists, and everybody they everybody wants someone to listen to them. Yeah, everybody wants someone to give them their best. And the question that you ask is 
just basically having someone understand, hey, I'm, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to give you my best. And, but I'm also listening, listening to what you want done. I'm not, I don't have my, one of my pet peeves is <clears throat> going to a barbershop and you see a lot of these barbers now, they have the headphones on. Just totally tuning out the client. Just totally, I mean, the, the client is almost intimidated to ask a question because you, you are shutting them off first off. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, I, something like that. I mean, which I've seen, and I'm just like, man, that just that drives me insane too. I mean, I don't want to be in a chair where this dude, there's no no interaction whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? And because you got your headphones on, or you're more engaged with you know one of, one of the other barbers talking to them as opposed to your inter, personal interaction with me. Right. You know, uh, I mean, one not only do it, is it disrespectful, but I mean, I just I just think it's bad etiquette. You know, and that in a situation like that, I'm like, yo, I'm never going back to that place ever again. You know, no matter how good the cut is, I'm right. like, yo, I'm never going back there because you don't feel valued. And a large part of the time, you got one chance. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Because unfortunately, no matter how good you do in life, my pastor said this about three weeks ago, no matter how good you do in life, no matter how good you do, people always remember the time when you mess up and did something mm-hmm. not conducive. Yeah, absolutely. It, it overshadows everything. I mean, that's true. I mean, you could do a hundred things right, but they're going to remember that one thing you did wrong, and that's going to be the highlight. Because you know? it's hard. It's hard to remember all the good things, right? And that's that's just natural. That's our, you know a natural world. But still, you and and I think like that's something that if you take some time, it's not difficult. Right. It's not difficult. So cues that we're going to give people out there that they listen to this podcast. What would be the first thing you would say to someone, Ryan, if they want to give a great consultation? Um, The first thing, I would say that I think a large misconception is that the consultation occurs in the first few minutes of the haircut, Mm -hmm. and then it's over. Right. I don't think the consultation ever stops. It doesn't. It shouldn't ever stop. And the first time that you're on the same page with – somebody else your client it shouldn't be at the end when you show it to them because then it's too late right it's over with it's done so you're making them feel comfortable as you go along well hey you know i was um texturizing the top of your hair with these thinning shears and now we're going to do this do you like the length on this how do you want to bring the fade up higher do you want to what are we doing with the sideburns do you want me to line up your beard? I mean, all these questions that are a continuation. Yes. Um, the product you're going to use and what's in the product. Yeah. Because you as a barber, you already know, like you said this, you already know what the end of the movie looks like. Yeah. But it's helping them feel comfortable as you go along, especially if, like Ray said, this is your first time. It's it's helping you feel comfortable as you go along that, one, I know what I'm doing, and they feel comfortable that I'm doing it the way they want it. Yes. So I would say the consultation never stops. That's what I would say. You know, what's funny about that, and I, like, I know we joke and say, like, Ryan is the best at that. But honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ryan is in a committed relationship with every client that comes in because, like, he talks to them <laughs> through the entire time. You know what I'm saying? That's, and it's, that's like, good. the entire time. And it's, you, you can tell, like, your clients appreciate it. And I think, like, that's what some people forget about is the that process of talking to them, making them feel comfortable, the consultation is going all the way through, you know, but, and, you know, as opposed to, all right, you want to fade? All right, cool. 
you know, and or you want to taper? All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, there's there's certain looks that people are inspired by that they want to try it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's where you can say, okay, well, you know, we can do this. We can try this. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they, they may have seen something on another person and it's like, okay, I want that style. Well, not every style doesn't go for every person. So mm-hmm. that's when, you know what I'm saying, you have to give that consultation <laughs> and let them know. But, yeah, like I said, and which I, I wish that everybody would, but like I said, Ryan, when you are giving your consultation, it's like, a committed relationship that you are, you are in with the, that person for the entire cut, which I think is great, and I think that's one thing that's going to just carry on with you and make you successful anyway. But yeah, that's and and, and and to piggyback off of that, people just think that this is just for adults. This it goes down to kids too, because you can really capture a kid and have them, because most times their parents just want them to have a, a cut that's presentable. They're not really trying to be too picky. They just want to cut off the air, off the back of the neck. Um, don't go too high above the occipital bone. Keep the crown a little full. And the, the parietal ridge, keep it out. And just kind of like a blowout. And you can just talk to a kid. And the parents are also observing the consultation. So during a kid's consultation, you're talking to two people. Mm-hmm. You're talking to two people because you putting that parent at ease and you educating that parent how to take care of that child's hair, how to keep it manageable for the next haircut. So it's important to even know what you're doing when you're talking to kids too. It's not just turn the the tube on and put on some cartoons and be like, yo, check that out, and it's it's a wrap. And that's not where it is. You have to educate the parents as well, but you're as well talking to the kid. You know, that's true. And I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel like a lot of times they like they don't know, you know, like they they don't know. They're just like, hey, I want something nice for my kid or whatever case may be. So I think that that is another opportunity for you as a barber to like showcase this so they can Mm -hmm. say, oh, okay, you know, I do like this. Oh, now I know how to do this. Well, you told me what you use to texturize and style. Now we can use this and, you know he'll be more presentable later on down the road. And I think like when you do, when you give a correct consultation, the haircut doesn't just look good when they leave, but it looks good days and weeks after, you know, when you do it right, when it's done correctly, that's how you know you've been effective. Yeah. Cause if it can't reproduce yeah. what you did, then none of it matters because the only time it's going to look like and be happy with mm-hmm. is that day. Right. So that goes back to you knowing about your products. Like you talked about earlier, yes. it's like you talking about with styling them. I mean, I had a kid the other day that d- didn't comb his hair. You know what I mean? You get it, right? You get this all the time. And so so I cut his hair, and um, I showed him how to style it with the comb, this direction, here's your part, this way. If you want a little volume in the front, do this. And he just looked at me and said, I don't even have a comb. Right. So I keep an extra big box of combs, just some cheaper combs, and I, I sent him home with a comb because I wanted him to be able to reproduce. Yep what I was doing. And build a relationship at the same time. And you can sell more product that way too. Yes, because people underestimate. People want to feel appreciated. They want to feel, hey, you know what? That money I spent is well spent. Mm-hmm. That money I gave my barber, is, he he, t- he took care of me. He made sure I left the barbershop, the salon, wherever, wherever you cutting hair, he made sure I left satisfied. He made sure he left me, he let me walk out the door with knowledge of my haircut, the product, and how to take care of my hair till I see him again. Those things are value. Those things are important. Those things are, 
And as much as you can preach and to, you can preach the wall, some people, some stylists, some barbers, they still don't get it. But they complain and wonder why the salary don't go up. They complain and wonder why the tips are just at the bare minimal. They complain and wonder why they lose clients. It's because you're not building rep, you're not building a rapport with your clients. You're not extending that beyond the haircut and beyond the door when it's shut, when they leave out. You want lifelong, you want generational clients. You want someone to refer you to their uncle, to their brother, to their sister, to their sister's kids, to their sister's boyfriends. I mean, and it's, it, it's, it's a combination of all those things that you present in yourself, you setting yourself up for. Right? Yeah, and drawing on that too, like I like to ask what their previous experience was like because like you said, they they know what you you they'll know what you've told them after you're done, yes. but up until then they may have not had that proper consultation. So in their previous experience, I gather two things. I gather what did they like about their previous experience so I can replicate that again. Right. And what do they not like about their previous experience? whether it was with someone in the shop that I work in or whether it was another barbershop, not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but mm-hmm. to find out what's, that's another way to find out what's important to them. So if they didn't like something, you can make sure you avoid that. So those are, those are two things um, I think that you can really hit on. I'm, I'm going to put a spin on this real quick, Ryan. And um, we're going to do a role play for the audience out there. And um, Lathan, can you participate in this role play? Yeah. Can you, um, um, you role play with Ryan and Ryan is going to get you to buy some product and get you to give you the best possible haircut possible yes and this is this is going to be essential and important because it's going to show you out there how the best do it Right. Yeah, so everybody pay attention real quick this is how, uh, yeah, no pressure. This, 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 this how the guy Ryan gets it done awesome okay so my Talk to me about my goals here. So your goals is just to get Lathan coming in. He hasn't had a cut. He's just coming back from Afghanistan. He's okay. been in the military. He hasn't got a haircut because they didn't have time. Okay. And he wants to be, he wants a modern haircut. He wants to be stylish because he's going for a job. He's trying to get a job interview. He's trying to get hip, something stylish. And only person who cut his hair before is his auntie. Okay. And she told him, until you die, only person going to cut your hair is me. I'm just okay. joking. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that helps. You give me a layup a little bit on that one because I'm, I'm not having to fight against you or Ray or somebody else that, that, that did a good job, you know? Right. Appreciate so you, so you, you just come in, Lathan, yeah. and introduce yourself, and you come into Ryan's Cuts in Betsy Town, Elizabeth. Yes. Right. Yes. How you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. What brings you in today? Well, I need a cut. It's been a while since I got a cut. And, oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah. Well, how long has it been? Uh, it's been nine months since I cut my hair. Nine months. Yep. All right. So I'm going to pause for a second. So as a, out there, like healthy hair is about a half inch per month. So realistically, at this point, I know that his hair is about four and a half inches longer than what it was the last time he got it cut. So I would stop here and I would say... Did you like the length that it was before when your last haircut? 
When I got it cut, yeah, but now it's just out of control. Okay, so you're looking to replicate something similar to what you had nine months ago. I know it's been a long time, but you'd like to get back there. Yeah, I, something close. I mean, I was in the military, so they told me how to get my hair cut. And now I'm getting a job, and I love something that looks just a little bit better than like a military haircut. Okay. All right. Well, the good news is you've got enough length right now that we can do a lot of different things with it. Um, so at this point, I would talk to him maybe about some reference points, maybe a picture that he has, maybe a certain look that he's going for, because I know his occupation. I know his lifestyle is changing just a little bit. I'm looking to um, kind of get an idea of the overall look that we're going for before I get into specifics. Right. So at this point, I would pull up, whether it be uh, just on Google Images, Pinterest, uh, whatever. Um, but at first, I would ask him, so I would say, Lathan, so is there something in particular a particular look or style that you're going for or someone that you're looking to emulate? I think just something kind of kind of professional, uh, more so than than like the military look. And and one thing I gotta I gotta deal with is like I lost some hair while I was while I was overseas. And so okay. it's just I, my hair my hairline just isn't what it was last time I got it cut. Okay. Um so what I would talk to you about based on your your head shape and your face shape and I would talk to him about um three or four different hairstyles at this point that would help um, address the issue that he just brought up about his hairline. Um, we could do something that's uh, like a crop that comes down a little bit in the front to cover that up. Um, we could do something that um, is a side part with a comb over, actually similar to what you got right now. <laughs> um, yes, sir. Because that helps uh, helps out with, with that look. Um, and then I could also maybe... Uh, Show him a picture of something with a little more volume in the front that covers up a little bit more in the front as show, well. Show him a picture of Brad Pitt. I don't like. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know. I no, know. that's a good talking point, though. <laughs> we'll I don't love when that. people do that. We'll talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so at that point, I find a reference point, okay, and then and then we'll talk about specifics. So once I've got there, I, I know what he's looking for. I know what's important to him about his hair. Mm -hmm. I know the lifestyle. I know the another look, the identity that he's going for. And now I would get into specifics. Um, so I would actually maybe on top to show him the length on top, I would turn around and I would show it to him in the mirror. So I would pull up with my fingers and talk about the amount of length that we're going to take off. A lot of times when someone hadn't had a haircut in such a long time like that, they don't know exactly. I'm going to go straight to that four and a half inches that I talked about before. If he says yes, we'll go ahead and, and that'll be what we set it at. But... I can always take off less than what he wants to. And then I can say, okay, we'll take off a little bit less. Let's try again. And and take the, some of the bulk out. And then you look at it and we'll reassess. Yeah. So that's where I'm talking about. It doesn't stop. Yes. It's not. It's an ongoing thing. Right. I can't, I can't just assume that that's what he wants and I cut it and then show him the mirror for the first time at the end and him look back at me after I've done this for 45 minutes. Right. And I think I'm done. I'm ready for the next guy. And. Uh, hey, 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 man! Hold on a second. Uh, it's still a little bit too long. And and that's why I was trying to tell someone you can't do have that dialogue if you have some headphones on. No, you can't. How do you have that dialogue if you have some headphones on? You can't. Yeah. And if a client goes to a barber who has some headphones on, they should feel totally disrespected right. because and some clients they think that's the norm now. They don't even know how to react, what to do. They think that, but that's not the norm because you can't give someone an effective service. If you have your headphones on, you can't, you can't because there's questions that the client wants to ask, but they're intimidated. They can't. 
how do I ask him? Do I tap him on the shoulder? Do I, can I even speak to him? Can I even, does he even want to participate with this dialogue, this conversation? Mm-hmm. Man, I want to go to the restroom. What do I say to him? I can hear the music. If I can hear the music bumping out his headphones, <laughs> I know he can't hear me. True. So how can you give a proper consultation if the barber is even elsewhere? Not even just with the headphones on or even have a client, a conversation with someone else who comes into the shop. Mm-hmm. Those things are like, yo, that's, that's a no-no. You can't have a conversation with someone else. It has to be brief. You can't have to be brief. Your whole focus should be on your client. Your client should be a king for the day, a queen for the day, or whatever. And I, I think at this point, and, and I, I love that, I think at this point I've really got it limited down to one question left that I need before I start cutting his hair, and that's, Leighton, how long do you, is, is it going to be before you are wanting to come back? Are you wanting to be a, a somebody that's in here every couple of weeks and doing it more regularly and not waiting as long? Or you, you need this to last a little while? Or no, I'd say once a month, probably. Once a month. So so what I would try to do to convince him so that it would still look good the entire time through that whole month is I would try to talk him into letting me taper it out mm-hmm. to where he has a longer length than what he had in the military around the Parado Ridge because he doesn't want the same military cut. But at the same time, the first place that any man is going to notice on the ears, yep. on the back of the neck, yep. when it's time to get a haircut. If he will allow me to go maybe for three, two, one, or three, two, one, and maybe ball it out at the, uh, on the neck, on the nape, then I can talk to him about how that will produce longevity in the cut yes. and keep it off his ears and his neck so that he can come back in a month. That's not as big a deal if his answer is, hey, I'm coming back in two weeks. Right. So... So that, we, that would be how I would finish it up there as far as getting the end of the movie in my head and the picture of what right. I'm doing and in my head. Then we're going to do a different spin. Lathan wants once a month, but we're going to do one where Ray comes in and he has a tape and he has waves and he's coming every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So Ray, you come in, you know, you want to be rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm sorry, not a rapper, but hey, man, you're an author. I'll you got this dope fade, and you just want to keep your head nice and tight. Right. And you want to keep your waves banging because you know you hit the scene on the weekends. Right, exactly. So exactly. <laughs> that's a true story, Lathan. That happens. Yo, so yo, you, I, which is weird because we do get a lot of people that are involved in music. And actually, I'm just going to say that like, we get a lot of people at school. It's like a melting pot. We got so many talented people there. We got people who. Sing, rap, write, you know what I'm saying, do all those type of things. So, you know what I'm saying, it's one of the things where, especially being there, you know what I'm saying, you just get to see so many people with different walks of life that are just so talented in different areas. But So that's yeah. why we have two different perspectives, which right. is good. So you guys go ahead and give the people something. All right, you know what I'm saying, so I come in, hey man, how you doing? Good, man, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. So, hey, look, man, I need to get, uh, I need to get my taper fixed, man, you know what I'm saying, something that... uh. Some some dope, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, how often do you usually come in? Uh, usually I try to get in every week, but man, I got, just got so much going on, so probably about two, you know, what I'm saying two three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Okay. What is most important to you about your hair? Uh, you honestly, man, I just want it to look, I want it to look clean, I want it to look good. You know what I'm saying? So I need line to look, up. I need to, you know, my lineup got to be definitely fresh, you know, because if you mess up a lineup. You know, you mess up the whole haircut. Right, right. Um, how do you take care of your waves? Um, well, of course, you know what I'm saying, shampoo and condition, all that stuff. I use uh, Murray's Wave Grease, you know, that's what, 
that's what my uh, people always told me to use, Murray's Wave Grease. Uh, I've always used that to maybe something better, but I don't know about that, you know what I'm saying, because I've always used this one particular brand. Okay. Uh, and, of course, you know, do-rag, tie it up, you know, basic stuff. And and I'm going to pause right here like I did on Layton for a second, because here's what I'm thinking now. Um, a client like Ray makes your job easier because I've essentially treated Ray the same way that you get treated when you go to the doctor. Right. They just say, what are your symptoms? Mm-hmm. And the doctor comes in at the end after the nurse has taken all the notes, yes. and he can almost tell what's wrong with you before he even sees you. Right, you can see in the movie. Ray Ray did all the all the talking for me. Right, but I but it's 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 all, all, almost just as important. Not almost. It is almost. It's it. It's it's more important, really, to sit and listen to what Ray had to say. Right, more than me asking any questions. I asked Lathan a lot more questions. Right, his answers were shorter. I still had to get out of it what I needed to. Yes. But I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm ready to go ahead and almost start to cut with Ray because I've got an idea coming up soon because he's allowed me to just listen. So when you listen now, all you have to do is talk about his lifestyle and what he likes mm-hmm. to make him as comfortable as possible in the chair while you dissect all the information that's being given so you can apply and produce the work that he wants. Absolutely. And so at that point, I would just finish up by saying, are we, you know, are we doing the taper again then? Because he's already told me what's important to him about his hair, what products he use, how he takes care of it, the lineup, pretty much everything in the haircut already. And one thing he mentioned, he mentioned that his taper was messed up. So that's alluding to someone didn't give him a proper taper. Right. Yeah. So to finish up with him, I would just simply say, "What did you not like about your previous experience with your taper?" Man, they messed my man. They messed my taper up bad. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I came into you. I got this done by them day before yesterday. I, you know, what I'm saying, tried to rock with it, but I'm like, yo, I can't do it. So I'm coming to you to, you know, fix this. So at that point, I would still have to ask another question because he gave me the same answer, which right. happens a lot. Yes. So I would say, did they take it too high? Did you not want it bald on the bottom? What was it in specific in specific terms? They what took, was it about your taper that you did they, not like? The, they took it too high. They took it too high. Yeah, okay. Definitely too high. So at that point, I know where to start my guideline. I know where to start and go from. And because you teach us to fade up, fade down, right. I, I, I can work in a, a smaller area, a smaller canvas than what has been previous cut. And I can, you know, make sure that he's happy with it. And and the importance of that is just being able to, which was make you so versatile, being able to cut black hair, being able to cut white hair, being able to cut Asian hair. It doesn't matter. When you come to Crown Cuts Academy, we're going to teach you the right way. We're going to teach you. We're going to boss you up and not, and not let you be, not let you be afraid to attack any situation, whether it be black hair, like you have with Ray or white hair with, with Lathan, um, straight hair. So just being able to, and again, the consultation is so simple. It's so simple. And it's just a con- it's a conversation like, like we're having right now. And I might even, on his haircut, <laughs> what I would do to continue that consultation, because I know that the fade was taken too, or the taper was taken too high last time, I would even use a different technique in how I normally taper, mm-hmm. because what I would do is go ahead and set in my biggest guideline. Right. Because <laughs> I would say, is this too high? Is this too low? And go ahead and show it to him and still continue in that conversation. I know that that's all he cares about as far as this go, as far as the taper goes. So right. I know that if I, if I set the guideline where he wants it, then he's going to instantly relax in the chair. Yes. Yep. Okay. He knows what he's doing. He's good. And then from there, I can just do what I do 
and we can just have a regular conversation. Because the important things are what you said. The, the, the consultation put people at ease. Mm-hmm. If you put, if you can put someone at ease, hey, that's that's the battle right there. Right. That's the battle right there. And you keep talking to them, letting them know that you are expert in your field, that you know you can name up certain parts of the head scientifically, the scientific terms, the parietal ridge, the occipital bone, the crown, the nape, the temporal bone. Those are things that you are taught in school. So you use those things to your advantage. Use those things in consultations to your advantage because that's showing the client that you are an expert in your field. And you're taking this thing serious because it's it's not a mistake that we are called barber surgeons. We are right there in the beginning when this thing started way back when with doctors. So act like a surgeon. When you when the when the doctor comes to you and he starts giving you um asking you questions, you take him serious. And that's how a client should look at his barber. Oh man, he knows his stuff. Oh, he's taking care of me. Oh, he's putting me on to something I didn't even know about. He's telling me about all these different types of shampoo to use to, to wash my hair. He's telling me about all these different types of product, what has animal product, what has non-animal product, what is healthy, what is what is what is natural. He's man, he's up on his game. But for so long, a lot of students leave school and don't take that part serious. Right. And all you become is a cutter. <laughs> And I didn't do this while we we're sitting in the sitting here in the studio, but normally too, while I'm having this conversation, I'll go ahead and do my hair and scalp analysis at the same time. Yep. So if they have a mole, if they have a scar, if yes. they have a birthmark, if they have um, uh, an occipital bone that sticks out further, and I'm doing a drop fade, then I make sure that I don't end on it and leave it dark yep. right there. Like there's things that I'm looking for while I'm talking to them, and that also helps me ask questions. Yes. Because if I know the anatomical structure of their head and their face shape and anything that they've got going on, that helps me ask the next question. That's valuable. Passing your hand through the hair. Passing your hand through the scalp. Passing your hands through the back of the scalp. On the temporal bone, the crown. Just passing your hand because you might find something that might deem that you might, might, might not be able to fit, do the haircut. Because those things can happen through the consultation and through the hair and scalp analysis. Those things can happen. Or you might have to refer your client to a physician to get proper care. Those things do happen. So the more invested we are in this process, the better results we give our client. The better results we give our Because the objective is to protect yourself, protect the client. Protect yourself, protect the client. Give them a good service so when they leave, they'll be like, man, I'm coming back. I like what I did. And you can typically tell in your tip how your consultation went. You can tell. I mean, if someone's giving you a $20 tip in barber school with a haircut's five and eight bucks, you know you're doing something right. (laughs) You know you're doing something right. And... Almost every time, it almost kind of brings joy to my heart sometimes when some students, they're starting to pick it up now. Man, Craig, I got a tip. I got an $8 tip. Man, damn. I I, I was watching Ryan. And everything (laughs) Ryan did, I did. (laughs) 
Hey, that. No, I'm serious. That's happened. That's happened, Ryan. It's like, and because you you try to beat it in the head so much, not literally beating in the head, but just try to enforce it so much. But hey, take your time. Talk to your client. But it also helps when they see another student doing the same thing that's that you implement. I mean, it helps. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be in a profession right now as a teacher and a coach where I deal with the public and their parents and students, adults, yes. colleagues. So I have to talk all day long to people, right. and I draw on that experience to be able to do the same thing in the barbershop. But um, I, I would just say if you're not comfortable doing that, then you've got to find little ways to practice it at the grocery store when you're checking out yes. at the movie theater when you're buying tickets, um, you know, and, and it may not even be somebody that you're ever going to see again and that's fine, but it, it helps you start asking open-ended, open-ended questions and feeling comfortable doing it Building that because it's not easy for everybody. And I understand that. Well, the, the, the truth be told, if you're in this industry, you got to jump on that. You, you got to get better at it. And the, the, if you think it's not serious for the people out there, Hey, this is one of the, this is the most important part of the haircut, I think. Yeah, I mean, doing I mean, being a barber or cosmetologist, you have an opportunity to be just as sociable as you want to be, you know, right. and, as opposed to working in a plant where you're just stuck in front of a machine all day. You know what I'm saying? Like that that person to person interaction is is everything, you know. And as I said before, man, I don't want somebody where I come in and they're not talking to me. They got their headphones on. They're more engaged with their you know, the other barber next to them or whatever, or they got the game on, so they're not even, they couldn't even tell you what I told them, you know what I'm saying, two minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, granted, now there's some people who come in that don't want to talk too much. Yeah. So you, you have to find a healthy balance, too, as well. Right. For those who don't want to have a long, lengthy conversations. Now, it, it, may, it might make your job a little difficult, but with your experience of cutting hair, and knowing how people head shape, you can give your own personal analysis in your mind. And a lot of times you will give that person a pleasurable cut. If you observe all the haircuts, all the hair you've done, use them as a reference board. Because you are the expert. We are the expert. Behind the chair, we are the expert. A lot of people come in, they don't know what they want. They'll ask for something and we... A lot of times, people don't want you to take up as much hair as you're doing. Try to take up as least as possible and then come back again and take it off. But don't start with the with the with all of it because you can't put it back on, but you can take it off. Yeah, no, I see that all the time. I mean, uh, the number one place I see that is when people say, uh, I want a ball fade. Yes. Or I want a skin fade. And getting them to understand that that means it's all the way down to skin. Yep. That means it is completely bald at the bottom of your haircut. Is that what you want? And when you ask that, I'd say over half the time, they're like, no, Mm-mm. I don't want that. <laughs> but they've they've heard somebody say that. So yes. if you don't clarify that, I mean, most of the time in a bald fade, what's everybody do first? You go ahead and bald it out. Yep. That's the first thing you do. You go ahead and bald somebody out with your first step without actually listening to, I mean, you listened, but you didn't hear them. You know what I mean? Like, and, that, and there's a difference. So you go ahead and ball them out right there, and you're, you've already ruined the haircut in their mind. Yes. No yeah. matter what you do from that point forward, you can't put it back. Because from my experience, I think, this is just my personal experience, in my opinion, I think most haircuts, they don't look good until about three days in. No, I agree. About three days in, because 
most people, and how I came up with that analysis, I had this guy, a good friend of mine, a mentor, his name is Norman Howard. He would come to the shop and said, Craig, give me a haircut, but cut my hair like you didn't take nothing off. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, no, that's, that's impossible. Yeah, just cut it like you don't take nothing off. Like you didn't give me a haircut. And then I started, then I've had a couple of the clients did that to me over the years. I'm like, then I cut the bare minimal, just kind of t- just take off, just did what they say. And it's like perfect. So I started putting up my own little analysis. I'm like, man, let me try this one with other people. When they say they want it bald, Ryan, like you say, I wouldn't go bald. Mm-mm. I would just go with the one guard, maybe halfway close. Right. And they'd be like, man, that's perfect. Because most people don't want that skin to skin. It, it, I think it, their perception. I'm thinking it might make them look too young. Most people don't want to look too young, but they don't want to look too old. That's that's so true, yeah. They want to be in the middle somewhere. Well, it's your job, too, to be able to look at their hair texture and their hair color, right? Yes. I have blonde hair. A one on me looks like a no-guard open. Yes. It does. When I get a haircut at the very bottom, it looks almost balded out, but it's literally with a one. Versus somebody who has maybe coarse hair Mm -hmm. or curly hair or darker hair. You, you might have to go lower yes. to achieve the look they want. But I don't think a lot of times they know that. And so that's where you've got to make sure that you're on the same page with them. Yes. Yes. Julia, have you learned something? What have you learned Definitely. today, Julia? I've learned a lot. Like, I didn't even know there was all these different terminologies and what you all made, said made sense about on the second or third day. Like, it's grown <laughs> just a, a little bit that they don't feel like they've been plucked or whatever and feel completely bald when they leave. So... That's interesting to keep in mind. I mean, it's and also as a client too. I mean, challenge your your barbers, challenge your hairstylists, put them to the test. I mean, see what they know. I mean, it's your job to get a a great haircut, but it's also your job to know what you're getting done. And as a barber, I would want the client to kind of ask me questions. I would want a client to be like, "So, what are you doing with that?" What's that over there? Some barbers, they, get, they take it offensive. But if this is your job, this is your profession you chose, you shouldn't take it personal if someone is asking you a question. All right. Not at all. So what do you guys think? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's extremely important. And like I said, you do want that. You, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like you want to know that your barber cares or your stylist cares, you know. And it's by doing the little things that show that they care and are taking your hair as serious as you want them to take it as opposed to, you know, just being in their chair and you just being another, you know, saying 12, 15, 20, $25, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's extremely important. And with a proper consultation, you can make a client for life. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when it's, that's, I feel like that's when it becomes more beautiful. And then, then you like, you know what I'm saying? It becomes like family. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you've been with them for years and now they invite you to the kid's graduation or wedding or whatever the case may be. Yeah, church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's extremely important, you know, and I think like even as students and even being instructor, like I've had the privilege to watch Ryan and other people do different things. And even 
years later, been able to like, man, that's that's something that I could take from him and, you know, what I'm saying and use that or just like the little stuff. I feel like you can always learn something. So, I mean, students can learn from other students. Instructors can even learn from students. You By know far. I learn it's, every day. Yeah. And so as long as you keep in like an open mind and like, OK, you know, not feeling like you are above everything, then you can learn something from anybody. And honestly, being around Ryan, I've learned like a lot of different things. I'm like, man, that that's that's pretty dope that he does that. And that's something that I want to try and essentially emulate, you know? So and let me just give you an example of how essential and how a good consultation will take you to the next level. We have this one student, he just graduated about uh about a month ago. He's got his he got his license last month, early last month. Finished his practical and he's a licensed bar right now. And he was so excited one day and I knew it was because of the consultation and the way he talked to the client. He's like, Craig, I got my first $180 tip. I was like, man, <laughs> where do they do that at? <laughs> where do they do that? I'm like, so I'm thinking, man, he is, and my heart smiled because I know that's from a lot of coaching, a lot of teaching, and just being around other students and taking those things serious. You get a $180 tip. So that means that person paid you $20 for a haircut, $20, $25 for a haircut, and give you a $180 tip. That's, I mean, that's that's major. Yeah, you should have brought him in here instead of me. For real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, he was working. He was working. He was working. He's working right now. I just stopped and saw him before I came here. But th- that's that's the essential. And I'm not saying you try to sweeten up your consultation and try to make it ungenuine. Because people can tell. People can tell if you're being sincere or if you're really be just trying to just empty their pockets. People can really tell if you're really sincere. And when you're really sincere, those those gifts, those gratitude situations happen to you. I feel, I think. In closing, um, you guys have something to say before we close. We've been here for about 40 minutes. Um, your last words, Ryan, Julia. I'll throw in one little nugget that I feel like I left out on both consultations. Um, one thing I try to finish with before I start cutting is and i picked this up when i was sitting in a restaurant a few weeks back every time that you order something more than just one thing you go to mcdonald's you order you know 25 dollars worth of food whatever it is for your family when you order that much food the first thing they do before they put your order in is they they repeat it all back to you Mm -hmm. they say two mcdoubles two mcchickens uh large fries sweet tea whatever if you can do that same thing after and summarize what you have talked about with your with your consultation, you know for a fact that you're on the same page. Yep. So if I can repeat back to you, okay, we're going to do a lineup. We're doing this with the top. We're doing this on the sides. We are putting in a hard part, whatever yes. we're doing, and repeat it back to them. At that point, it's go time after that. But yes. I know for a fact that they've agreed to it. It's almost like a social contract. Yes. Like we've... We've communicated. We, I mean, we're not signing anything, obviously, but it's a social contract between you and I that we're in agreement. <laughs> you care. That this is the cut that you want. You care. And I'm going to do my very best to give you that cut. Yes. And and you can't underestimate that when a repeated customer comes in again, you go through that same thing over again. They might say sometimes, hey, you mean the same thing, but you still want to build a rapport and repeat that with them. Let them know, hey, man, this, I love what I do. I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to make you walk out of here and have you thinking that you just 
you get ready to jump in the red carpet. You get ready to go to the CMA. I'm, I'm putting you in the game. I'm making sure that you are really happy when you leave this place. Right. And there's no recourse. There's no second guessing. There's no like, man. And a lot of times with my clients, they'll they'll say this to me. I, I, I show in the mirror at the end. They'll be like, oh, Craig, come on, I don't need to see this mirror. <laughs> I mean, that's reassuring, but I, I want them to see the work. <laughs> but it's also reassuring, like, man, I, I must have done really good over the years with some of these, some of my clients where they don't need to see, they see the mirror at the end. They're that confident. But it's good you still show them that. Yes. Because the second that you stop is the second that you start slipping on the other details that got you to where you are. By far. By far. And I'll always do that. I'm like, here, Craig, I don't need to see it. Hey, man, just take a look, man. But again, Ray, you have anything in closing? Yeah. Um, one, just, you know what I'm saying, show that you care. Um, and remember that 50% of yes. clientele come to you because of the relationship you build with them. 40% comes to you because of the barbershop experience. And 10% comes to you for the haircut. So just re- remember that. Apply it. Remember, remember that. Apply it. Um, and you can be successful. You're going to have longevity in this. Julia? Just saying that from the client's perspective, I can attest that this stuff is all true. And of course, the what the statistic you just gave about the barbershop and then the personal relationship—that's absolutely what's made me go back to people multiple <laughs> times. So, oh, amazing! Well, in closing, um, barber college success. Spreading love the J.C. Way Crown Cuts Academy. Um, check us out at eight zero nine North Rome Street. Four two three four six one zero 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 four. We're on IG and Facebook. Um, again, show us some love. We'll show you some love back. Call us up, drop by, leave a comment, and we do enrollment first Tuesday of every month. Checking out, JC. Boom.